I noticed I had no control of my time. I couldn't do anything that I wanted to do at all. I was consumed by the business. And then when I looked at it, like all of this time I'm putting in the business, I'm not really making what I think I'm making because of my time is outweighing my profit. So I really knew that I had to start working on my business instead of in my business. This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And today I have with me Dan Beatty. Dan is married to Megan. We might know her as Megan Knows Marketing. Megan's kind of a badass. I'm actually interviewing her tomorrow. And I recently saw Dan and Megan at an event. And Dan has got a great story for his business and what's kind of been happening for him recently. So I thought he'd be a great, great guest for all of you. So before we dig into that, I want to make sure that everybody's got a copy of my book, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Oh, look, there you go. Cool. The book is free. I buy the book. You just pay for delivery. You can get your copy at thewealthycontractor.com. So Dan, welcome. Thanks for being here. So let's start off with the, you know, 60 second version of your story. Okay. Well, I've always been working with my hands. I've been a sprinkler man my whole life since I was a little kid. And my brother had a fence company. I've always kind of been intrigued with what he was doing. And I just got tired of fence after a long period of time. And I got into marketing. Started my own marketing company years ago, which fell on its face because I had no idea what I was doing with marketing. But I continued to learn. Over the about two years ago, my brother asked me, he was like, he has a failing company. It kept failing every couple of years and he kept trying to rebuild it. And he was like, will you help me do some marketing? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I started helping him do marketing for his fence company and it started doing well. And I asked him to be my partner. He didn't want to be my partner, wanted to continue working for himself. I read the seven secrets. I gave it to him and I told him, well, you know, I guess I'm going to start my own thing. So here we are. So wait a minute, you read the seven secrets and then you decided to go out on your own? Yes. Oh, crap. Okay. That's cool. I didn't know that. Of course, you were there before reading the book, but they came along around the same time. There was something in the book that really pushed me to what make a decision right now. It was to be 100% committed to what I'm doing no matter what, 100% right. of the time. So if I was committed to his business, then I wasn't committed to my future and my success. So when I proposed becoming a business partner with me and like really launching this company to where I thought we could, you know, to. I had to take, you know, my life into my own hands. It's my, so that kind of pushed me over the edge. So let me ask you, so your brother, you said your brother is in the fence business. So do you compete against him now? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I do. We sell against each other now. Unfortunately, he hasn't spoken to me in the year that we've, I've been in business. 
Sorry. That's really tough. But, you know, hopefully, you know, in the future that'll change, but I can only focus on my mission. Yeah. So you've been in business for a year and you, you don't have to share numbers if you don't want to, but you hit a pretty significant milestone recently. Do you want to share that? Yeah. When I first started my business, we were doing about, you know, 3000 a month, but recently we've gained some traction and now we're doing about a hundred thousand dollars a month consistently the past four months. Awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. And you're profitable, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We have about a 35%. um, Okay. Great. Good for you. Good for you. So before we turned on the recording, there was something that you were, you were telling me that you learned an important thing that you learned along the way. Do you want to share what that is? Yeah. Understanding the business that I'm really in and that's that this is a marketing innovation business that is happens to sell fence. So I'm not the fence guy. I'm the marketing guy. My job is to market fence business and I am the business, you know? So I had to take, I had to, I began to look at my brother's business immediately when I read that in a totally different way. And I looked at every business that I've created before because I had a couple of failing businesses before this and it gave me a new perspective. And I was like, and I really enjoy the marketing aspect of it. And I was like, wow, now I can find, like that gave me joy and purpose. It was like, now I'm in business doing what I love. Now I'm not the fence guy because I really don't like fence. I just know that the margins are good. Yeah. But I love the marketing. I love the advertising. I love connecting with the people in a way that, you know, it translates the message. So that was kind of yeah it's an important distinction for people to make that we are in uh, sales and marketing especially up to a certain amount my my feeling is up until about 10 million maybe even a little bit more in sales you really have to be a, think of yourself as a sales and marketing organization once you get past a certain point, it's not 10, it's actually bigger. You, it, it, the business morphs again and it, it becomes a training company. It becomes uh, yeah. a people development company. But when you're under 10 million and you're, and you're growing the business and getting it to that point where it's going to provide you the lifestyle and the wealth that you want, I mean, you really got to think about it in terms of sales and marketing because you know, that's really the game. And that's where the money is, right? Going every day and, okay, where am I going to go today? And whose fence am I going to install? But but that's great if that's what you want to do, but it's going to be very limiting in terms of how much money you can make. Without marketing, you're getting zero fence jobs. That's true. You have to find the customers through marketing. So there's that. Now, did Megan help you with the marketing? No, actually, I, like I said, I I started learning myself after I fell on my face years ago. And then I got into insurance sales. So insurance really showed me the ropes. And I've done a lot of door-to-door marketing. So I've sold Kirby's, I've sold Sunset Waste, I've sold Talk America Telephone. I've sold sold meat out of a truck door-to-door. And that's a hard sell. I understood that, like, I had no fear and that I loved it. And I just kept learning on my own. So Megan is really good at marketing, but she's not good at advertising. 
I'm exceptional at advertising and at digital graphics, digital graphic design and web design. So I've been doing it myself. She, she, I lean on her a lot for the psychology behind things because she's a pro at that and verbiage. But yeah, I've been doing a lot on my own. Yeah. Good. Good for you. That's, that's amazing. So you have steadily grown. You said, where were you before you were at about 30,000 in sales? We were at about 3,000. 3,000. Okay. I thought I heard that wrong. Okay. You were at about 3,000. Okay. So you weren't doing much. All right. So what started to shift in your thinking? Because it all starts there. If the thinking's not there, you're never going to get past wherever you're comfortable. So you had to get uncomfortable with where you were at. So what kind of, what started to happen for you? I noticed I had no control of my time. I couldn't do anything that I wanted to do at all. I was consumed by the business. And then when I looked at it, like all of this time I'm putting in the business, I'm not really making what I think I'm making because of my time is outweighing my profit. So I really knew that I had to start working on my business instead of in my business. So I started, you know, putting processes and systems in place to get me out of that and and work my way out of working in the business as the installer. I'm still working in the business as, you know, I'm still running leads. I just hired an inbound sales rep. So they're, they're taking calls and they're fielding all my leads now. So that's off of my plate. So phasing myself out of different things right now, I'm building a sales process on an iPad uh, proprietary to our company and we're going to use that to do one one call closes, you know, and get in the house more and to just increase, you know, the way that we sales and be able to have a system that we can train other people. So right now it's relying on me and Megan to be out there and to like us and for, you know, our skill set to sell the jobs. But we're in the process, very close to finish, putting that in place to where we can start actually freeing up for real. Well, that's great. And you started a year ago. So you started in the middle of COVID? Yes. And we worked all through winter. Yeah. Installing fence all through winter in Michigan. So that's kind of crazy. No one else does. Everybody's down there in Florida with you in the wintertime. Right. We're out here with torches, getting through the first six inches and installing fence. And yeah, and giving people three-year warranties. we're, We're doing things a lot different than any other fence company is doing here in West Michigan, well, more than any other fence company I know across the line. Like, no one has a sales system. But let me just ask you something, though, but as it relates to that. Don't forget what you were going to say, but do you charge more than everybody else does? Yeah, we're probably twice as much. Okay. So, uh, to the listener, okay. So, they're twice as much as the next person. Okay. And they, or as everybody else. And yet, and look at how much they've grown in a year. Now, are your customers generally upset with you at the end of the job? Are they happy with you or no. are they thrilled with you at the end of the job? They're absolutely thrilled. A lot of people say, hey, you were $5,000 more than every other quote, but we trust you. We believe in you and your product. And we believe that we're going to be taken care of you know, for the years to come. So it was, they were sold on the value of our visit more than the value of the product. 
So for those of you that are watching on video, I've got my finger up and I'm pointing at what he's saying. I'm like, I'm acknowledging what he's saying with my finger and with my head, because this is what it's all about. Too many people are hung up on price. We talk about price here all the time. Well, look, here's the proof. In a small company, you know, some people will say, well, yeah, they're a big company. They do millions of dollars. Yeah, they could charge more. Or, they, you know, they do the one call close and they're ripping people off and blah, blah, blah. Well, if if Dan was ripping people off, wouldn't they be pissed off at him? No, they're thrilled. Why? Because they got good value because he's out there in the winter doing whatever it takes. Now, the other thing that you said that led up to this and what made me ask you that question is you want to do things different than the other fence companies. Yes. So talk a little bit more about that, which, by the way, that is one of the golden keys to getting premium pricing and really thinking about your business in terms of, of as a marketer would. Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration, all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. Okay, one of the things that sets us apart is we're one of only two fence companies in West Michigan that offer financing. No one <laughs> offers financing, especially in this hard time with COVID and all the material yep. price increases. We want to make sure that that's available for them. So we, we've created an easy way for them to get financing for our jobs to make that higher price less of a sting. Another thing is nobody, everybody else from our experience is literally just coming out there with a tape measure, measuring it out, barely getting back to people. There's no communication. There's no customer service. And we're very customer service oriented. The, the customer experience starts from the moment you call us. We, we're speed to lead. We answer the phone right away. We communicate everything with you. We give you pictures for everything. We come out and take digital augmented reality pictures of all of your measurements. So there is no miscommunication. We go ahead and right now what we're doing is we're building, like I said, a proprietary sales system that gets us in the house and sits down with you. We can sit down with you and present, you know, why we're different, how we're going to stay with you for the next 10 years with our worry-free guarantee. No one else has that either. That's the part. And things like that and just show that they can trust us give them information of who we are so they know the kind of company. And if you want to make money in home improvements, just rewind this, the podcast, go back uh, about a minute or two and re-listen to what Dan just told you. If you want to make mediocre money, just do what everybody else does. If you want to have up months and down months, erratic 
profit, profit or non-existent profit, just do what everybody else does. But if you really want to be successful, you really want to make money. If you really want to grow a company, you got to be different from everybody else. In my first book, the Double Your Profits book, there's a quote that I, I put in there that successful people are willing to do the things that unsuccessful people are not willing to do. That's the main difference. And it's funny, me and, you know, John, my buddy, John Anglis, and we had a conversation this morning because I made the mistake of sending John Anglis a book that I really liked. And of course, leave it to John Anglis in there to find all of the propaganda that the author is trying to spread. But we were having, but it was very interesting, his take. But the thing that we were talking about was that it's a book about money and it's a book about wealth. And as with anything and everything, there are certain laws of nature. There's a reason why 1% of the population is the you know most successful and the wealthiest, the this and then that. And one of the big reasons for that is they're just willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. So all of the stuff, I'm being a little long-winded here, but I want to make this point that you are doing things that other people are not willing to do. And because you're willing to do them, you get paid for that. And people are happy with that. And then, and then you get to take some of that money And now you get to say, okay, well, how am I going to now implement process and system? That's where you were going when I cut you off was now you're getting into, well, now how do I create process and systems so that the thing doesn't rely on me to do everything? So talk a little bit about that. I just wanted to make sure I I pointed that out to the listener and just how important it is to take that position that I am going to do things different from everybody else. And let me touch on that just a little bit too. So we were just a a baby company. We had been in business five months and our local city needed a dog park. We donated our time and put the dog park in absolutely free. And what that did for us, it created such a buzz that at that time I was trying to grow. It was just my son and I and a couple of family members. We found another company that had no desire to do marketing, that fell in love with what we what our business stood for, that we were willing to give back. And now they're our full-time installation arm, and we've taken them in, and now I'm not in the field um, installing anymore. Oh, that's so, awesome. like, yeah, just doing more than what the other guy will do, what they don't want to do, can benefit you and pay off in, in major ways. Yeah. So you were talking about you're building out a sales process, which is very smart so that you can hire salespeople and you can grow the business. Very, very smart. Let me ask you something. So you are, are you making more money now than you've ever made before? Yes, absolutely. How are you dealing with that up here mentally? How are you dealing with that? Very good because I I see it. I I envision myself making much more money than this. I'm still pinching pennies and throwing it away to get to the to the hundred million that I'm looking for. So I've got my goal and I'm still just climbing the ladder to get there. And I just, you know, I'm not I don't feel overwhelmed by having more success than I had before. I'm just laser focused on the end game and 
we'll talk about that when we get to that level. Yeah, no, that's cool. You know, and and what's interesting too is that your business, that niche, is a niche that is just ripe for somebody like you. Mm-hmm. Because it's been done the old school way, the Robert. guy out of the back of a pickup truck. That business has been done that way for forever. Mm-hmm. And there's probably very few really well-organized fence companies out there. We don't even have a fence yard that stores material. We don't pre-purchase material and have it on hand. We don't have a fleet of trucks that we have to fuel up, pay insurance on. All that overhead isn't part of our our business model. So you've got a real focus on the customer experience. Let's talk a little bit about that. What are some of the things that you do to make sure that your customers are thrilled, that they're going to leave you five-star reviews? I would imagine you're getting quite a few referrals as well. What are some of the things you guys are doing? I always look for the black swan. I'm looking for the thing that they really, really want. And I try to give it to them if I can. So that all of the pain for everything else doesn't really matter because the one thing that really tears them up about their backyard or about their situation, maybe it's even their neighbor's fence. We'll go above and beyond and we'll take care of that. Or like in old veterans, we'll, we'll build people patio furniture and give it free. Then keys and flowers and things like you do. We just always are trying to, and super high communication. And we never argue but our customers are always right, period. You will do whatever you want us to do. You know, it's interesting. It goes back again to this conversation of, you know, why are we all really in, in business? Obviously, we're in business so that we can create the lives that we want to live, whatever that means for you. You know, I don't aspire to building a $100 million company, but that's the beauty of it. You do, right? And what's really interesting about the whole thing is if you really understand that, hey, at the end of the day, we are solving problems for people and we're getting compensated for that. And the more value that we give to people, the higher our reward is. Absolutely. And so many people out there are trying to take shortcuts. And they're and they and they put they plant their own limiting beliefs into the the beliefs or into the heads of their customers, and so they think, well, the, my customers just want the lowest price. No, probably not. And if they do, they're, maybe they're not the best customer to have. My customers are are this, and they don't want all of those frills. And and then there's the other side of it, which is, well, how am I ever going to do that? How am I ever going to be able to go and, yeah, it's, that's great for Dan. You know, maybe he's got a whole bunch of money and, and time, and he was just starting his business so he could go uh, donate to a dog park. Well, he did it strategically, and I think you would have done it whether you had the money or you didn't have the money. You would have figured out a way of getting it done. He didn't have it. You made it happen. happen. See? And then with that goes the how you think about your customer. The customer is the most important person in the business, the most important person. They are the ones that are going to take us where we want to go. And so I love what you're doing. I have to 
that way. <laughs> the other way. That way. <laughs> we're also recording this. This goes on to YouTube. So we're doing a Zoom meeting and my fingers are going the wrong, trying to point at him and they're going the wrong way. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's that's it's not only is it the right thing to do, but man, how much better is it when you design an experience where a customer's like, oh my God, these guys were great. They were so professional. They stayed in touch. They went above and beyond. It, at the end of the day, I think that's also what this is really all about, is improving the lives of other people. That's something that I learned a long time ago when I was an irrigation service technician. There was no reward for me to serve, but I just fell in love with serving the customers because I realized that that's what they truly wanted. They, it wasn't about how good I did the sprinkler or how much the company was charging them. It was, did I serve them to the best of my ability? Did I handle, did I check all the boxes and handle all of their, their problems? And that's always stuck with me. And I always, and I fell in love with just serving people, making sure that people get like when I leave that they are better than when I showed up. And the only way you can do that is by charging the right price. Absolutely. It's having the attitude first, but it's also, you have to be able to charge the right price in order to be able to deliver that to the customer. So they get what they want. And so you get what you want. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited to hear that you aren't afraid of that. So many people are right. If I charged a lower price, I wouldn't be able to give them one day turnarounds. I wouldn't be able to give them a 10-year worry-free guarantee. I wouldn't, they wouldn't be seeing our commercials on television. They wouldn't have the customer experience. They, we wouldn't have the office staff that is able to treat them the way they would be treated. They wouldn't be training to have our guys, you know, approach them the way that they are. They wouldn't be wearing the right clothing. That all costs money. Yeah. And then going back to that customer that said, you know, you guys were $5,000 more. That's a lot of money, $5,000. It's a vacation that they could have taken. But no, they spent $5,000 more with you to make sure that they get the job right. And there's nothing wrong with that. And this is like one of the big messages that I've got for people is, you know, the business is there to serve you and serve your life. And in order for it to do that, you got to go out and serve other people. Right. So that's really cool. So where are you kind of going? One other thing I want to point out about Dan is, is for those of you that could see him on video or those that maybe can hear it in his voice, he's pretty relaxed for a guy that is doing, you know, that went from 3000 a month, what, like nine months ago to a hundred thousand a month and growing and growing. The hundred thousand is not a, it's not a fluke. It's not because of luck. It's not just because the economy is doing what it's doing. It's because he's building the steps. He's putting the right foundational pieces in place in order for this machine to operate properly. And so I am, I'm so happy to see how relaxed you are about the whole thing. Do you want to talk a little bit about, about that? Why aren't you more stressed out? <laughs> I don't have an answer to that one, Brian. You have guys out installing today? I do. You have money that's going to come in today? Absolutely. I have yep. money that came in earlier. I have money coming in this afternoon. Great. Are you, do you have leads to run? I don't have any leads to, well, I, uh, excuse me, I have one lead to run this evening. I only okay. put one on this. 
but that was your choice? Yes. Okay. There you go. Beautiful thing, right? So that's awesome, man. Good for you. Good for you. I think that's all I got. I mean, you gave us so much stuff in such a short amount of time. I mean, this is a, a really good lesson in, you know, building the thing intentionally, you know, understanding it's about process. It's about people. It's about making sure you're making enough money to serve your customer. Would you throw anything else into there? Yeah. The reason I, I guess I can say kind of, I, I, compete with my brother, but not really because he's literally the lowest price out there. If they want the lowest price, I'll give him my, I'll give him to my brother. I have no problem doing that. I can feed him all day long because they're not my customer. So I'm in a totally different bracket because those people are looking for value of the business, not cost of the product. Yeah, and my what I always tell people is, you know, after the sweetness of low cost is gone, the bitterness of low quality. That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for joining me. Very well. This turned out a lot better than I expect. I thought it was going to be really good, but this turned out a lot better than I expected. I thank you for taking your time. And you got to come back a year from now because absolutely. you're at an interesting place now in your business. <laughs> That hundred a month is kind of a breaking point. And what has to generally happen is your your business now to get to this level, you have a certain set of skills and a certain mindset. But now to get to the next level, you need a new set of skills in the business, you Absolutely. need some new capabilities in the business. And you yourself, my friend, you're going to need a new mindset because now you're making, and you're already doing it by putting the sales process together. You're switching now to bringing on a team of people and mm-hmm. having managers in place. Mm-hmm. So it, you're, you've got an interesting road ahead of you. And I think you're going to do great. You have such a really, you have really good attitude about, about the whole thing. Everybody, again, get a copy of the Seven Secrets Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Go to thewealthycontractor.com. I'll buy the book. You just pay for delivery. And until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling, and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskadalsian.